You are listening to the Joe Mays and J Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. 116 to go, 41 yards. Cardona to How about the drive to go close it out? You see Tom Brady. Enjoy him, folks. You're never, ever going to see it again. Not in our lifetime. Nope. So here's Zerline, part one, 48 yards. And we'll end it. No good. The rain continues. Yes, it does. They've got to snap it one more time. The ball will end up in the hands of Tom Brady on the kneel down. And there it is. The dynasty continues. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffa. Well, hello, and welcome back. It's been a while. Well, I should say that only if you don't watch the Bulldog Hour, because uh, welcome back a week later if you've been watching us do our high school football show. Uh, covering the uh, Wilson Bulldogs from Westlawn, Pennsylvania. And if you're not into that kind of thing or you're not from the area and just, you know, couldn't really care what's going on with uh, those high school athletes, uh, we are back for the first time in, well, the show in general in nearly four months. But the last time that I did a show uh, on this platform was a friend's cast and you weren't you weren't here so yeah. it's actually been a full four months since we've been together to talk sports on the joe mays and jraf show and here we are for episode 285 closing uh-huh. in on eight years of the show and 300 excuse me nine years of the show and 300 episodes which will happen uh in 2020 that's crazy yeah new new decade uh we'll yeah. start our uh, our march towards 400 shows with yeah, the yeah. Uh, with with the new decade, so uh, yeah, welcome back everyone. And uh, I'm Joe Mays. This is Justin Raffoff. We'll be talking NFL this evening. A little pro football action. We haven't talked about it since we concluded our preview episodes way back in July. And well, a lot has happened since then. Almost every team has played at least nine games, or maybe every team has played nine games. We're on to uh, ten games now here in Week Eleven. Finally got. St- a few more teams on by that hadn't had their by yet this week, but uh, I believe 28 games happening. There's 28 teams playing, 14 games happening here in week 11. And well, some of the things that we expected to happen have happened. And as always, a few things, uh, well, we swung and missed, and we're going to cover all of that yeah. tonight. Yeah, we definitely were right on it with some of them, and some of them we, we missed. Um, significantly but i i feel like we're not alone yeah, i was gonna say we're not the only one that that uh, is happening to now we're not in our normal time slot we usually start to show at 8 30 so all of the games save for sunday and monday night have concluded whereas right now we actually have a lot of games happening the early slate is i think every game's in the fourth quarter and then we have a few games at the 4 4 30 window followed by sunday and monday night so we'll try to keep you updated if you're not watching uh, what's happening in all those games? Uh, a few of them close, especially uh, Minnesota has clawed their way back to uh, just a four-point differential with the Broncos, and Dallas and Detroit has been a good one. But that's pretty much it. All the other games are at least two possession differences, including Jets, Redskins, Saints, Buccaneers, Bills, Dolphins, Jaguars, Colts, Falcons, Panthers, and. Perhaps the most surprising result, Texans-Ravens, the 
Baltimore is all yeah, over Houston. Not, like I, I don't think it would be at all surprising to people that Baltimore would be up. I mean, not necessarily consensus, but you know, two two good teams. Um, and yet, man, thirty four thirty four nothing their last few weeks beat down. And honestly, you can go back; they've won five in a row and are going to win six in a row and beating what and, were considered the top or contenders in the AFC. Yeah, so it it could be very interesting. You know, they're sitting at 7 and 2, like we said about to be 8 and 2. Um yeah, it they they look like they're for real. Yeah. And oh, and you know sure. who else looks like he's for real as part of that Lamar Jackson. And yeah. Man, I think man. so I think he's had 16 starts now. And the Ravens. I don't, are, if this is sixteen or last week I, was sixteen, I'm I not sure. Believe last week was sixteen, but I could be wrong. In it would just even if it wasn't, if it's counting this week because they're going to win, right? The Ravens are thirteen and three in his first sixteen starts, um, which you know, and the way he's doing it, like some of the runs he had today, just unbelievable. And he's avoiding the big hits, like you know, like it's. Um, he's not r- a bruising runner, but he's a big guy. Um, he's fast, and but man, just a flick of the wrist, he can bomb the ball too. So, yeah, yeah he's uh, he's developing, and honestly, you figure he's a season into starting, like right, like that's basically yeah, what we're saying. One, year we're into one it, season right? into starting, there's reason to believe he's gonna continue to get better. You know, um, yeah. I mean, the only thing, and I don't mean to be contradictory or pessimistic because I have no problem with Lamar right, Jackson. Right. I, you know, I was a little, you know, from a draft perspective thinking, oh, wow. Okay. The Ravens are taking first round yeah. gamble on someone that has looked really good in college, but right. we haven't seen the, his style of play always translate long-term because no, we've I seen agree. guys like Robert Griffin, or even right. if you want to go back way back to Michael Vick, who had up and down success in the yeah. league, uh, but Robert Griffin fell off, and it's funny now he's his backup right. in Baltimore. They have that uh, Heisman, the package, Heisman which package, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun to. I mean, Lamar Jackson is an incredibly fun player right. to watch play. Right. So I, you know, for his sake, and now that Ray Lewis is gone, I don't have too much ill will against the the Baltimore Ravens. So um, you know, okay, have fun, especially because Trace McSorley is there as a yes. their, their their emergency quarterback, their third string guy who he earned that roster spot uh, through training camp and his play. And uh, it'd be, wouldn't it be fun to ha- have him be active and have him play all three quarterbacks at one time? Can you imagine? <laughs> you could line him up. Like, oh, yeah. Put RG3 out wide and Trace is Well, you could put Trace out wide. They were you possibly going to play him at safety. You You're know, that's right. what a lot of people right. were expecting when he went to Penn State. And, you know, he interviewed throughout the draft process. People were asking, you know, can we basically, can we run you through receiver drills? Can you run you through uh, defensive right. back drills? And, you know, he eventually caved and did so, and he landed with the Ravens and proved that he belonged in the NFL. Right. But I'm just be so much fun to see him be active and have great. him, um, RG3 and Lamar Jackson, all in, on the field at the same time. Um, but, you know, hey, we'll see if Lamar Jackson and the Ravens can right. keep it up. Um, they're, I, I, to me, they're a minor surprise this year. They, they're yeah, doing better they than we expected. Yeah, because they won the division last year, but yeah, like, but we, we kind of thought they'd come back. Well, everyone was hot and heavy on the Browns, oh. and we didn't buy that at all. No. And that prediction, we're looking like geniuses. Yeah, like we're looking very good on our Browns. Now the Browns day. could turn it around here, but like, it's hard. This week, even if you take out this week, because they played on Thursday night and that was a circus. But <laughs> if you take out this week. What about the Browns has made you think, oh, you know what? I think they got it figured out. I think they're going to be a model of consistency over the last month and a half of the season and, and make the playoffs. Now, this schedule set up nicely for them, and they have lots of things so that they, they very well could. But it's not like they've done anything this year to make you think, oh, you know what? I think they really got it together now. Right. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting to watch kind of how, how how that unfolds. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because they're without their best player now. Like, so um, we shall see. Yeah, we, we will see. Um, you know, we so we, we kind of touched on the AFC North a little bit already. So let's continue there. We talked about the Ravens. Maybe a minor surprise. They're doing better than we expected. We right. still thought that they would challenge the, for the but playoffs. But the way they're doing it right. is definitely – yeah, unexpected. Definitely way higher than 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 anything we had expected for sure. Right. Um Steelers, 
you know, they're five and five. They look bad against the Browns Thursday night, but they're doing it with a beat up team and the second or third string, depending on how you want to look at right. it. Quarterback and Mason Rudolph. And their defense has been playing really well. Offense sometimes leaves a lot to be desired. James Conner's been beat up this year. And they just haven't been that same explosive team that we no. had expected, especially no, when Big Ben all. was under center. But at five and five, they've overcome enough. I mean, they're disappointing and below where we expect them to be. But I think when the circumstances change, I think they're they're doing okay. Yeah. Um, Browns, no, like they people expect them to win double digit games and make the playoffs. Probably win the FC North. They have to win out to get the double. Yeah, digit we were wins. both very pessimistic about that. Uh, I think like, I think thought they'd I be think good. They're, yeah, they're okay, but like they're not like the NFL has shown this over and over and over again that just accumulating the most talent does not necessarily equate to right. automatic wins. Right. It, it helps. Like to say it doesn't help would be foolish. And honestly, the Rams did a little bit of this a couple a few years ago. You know, they accumulated through free agency a ton of big guys, and they they had some success with that. Now they fell right. short of their ultimate goal last year, right? Um, and honestly, the year before. But you know, the Browns went out and got big name guys at a ton of positions, and. Honestly, I don't know that you could say at this point that they're any better off than they were last year. Right. You know no. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to figure out because I think they're better than they were last year. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they're better, but it's hard to say that with a ton of confidence that they're actually absolutely better than they were last year. You know? Right, so, right, right. I don't know. It's just a weird spot, but I think we nailed that one. That they're they're fine, and they they could go on a run here, and they're going to have some interesting games down the stretch. But um, it's tough because they have so much more talent than the Steelers. But like, I kind of view them and the Steelers as in the same boat. As like, there's a lot of toss ups here and there, and they need a lot of things to go their way. But in neither one of them being successful would really surprise me. I anticipate the Browns finishing ahead of the Steelers at this point in the season. You know, from, if I'm looking from here on out, I think the Browns have a better second half here than the Steelers will. But I don't know that it's going to be enough. Although the AFC is kind of just muddled after the top one or two, you know, you just kind of get like a, a lumping in there, but it's all going to come down to in two weeks, basically Thanksgiving week weekend through the end, who gets hot and healthy. Yep. And well, we see it every year. And I, I don't see the Steelers getting hot enough. You know, maybe, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. The thing there is like, they can't like, all right. So everybody knew the passing game wasn't going to be what it was before when he had all the studs out top. James Washington has been a disappointment. Uh, was it Moncrief that they had? No. Yeah, he's gone now. Um, they let him yeah, go. Yeah, they let him go because he couldn't catch a cold. Like, they had all that stuff, you know, that wasn't working. But then James Conner has been really underwhelming as well, you know, yes. like, and now can't stay on the field. And I like James Conner, but, like, I think they were really banking on having the run game going because that would have set up having the guys like Juju and you know James Washington some of those other guys would have been better suited. Oh, also having your franchise and you know your franchise quarterback back there was probably um was one of the key things as well. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um I feel like like I said I, I feel like the Browns will finish the season better than the Steelers will. However, I'll, I'll be honest, and I, I, we've, been, we've been on this for a while, maybe not this one specifically, but I think the Steelers and their stability with Mike Tomlin is a huge thing right now, like huge. Um, and if he can get them to finish anywhere near 500, honestly, he won't win it at that. If they make the playoffs, he has a shot. But like potential coach of the year, coach when you talk year. about you lose. Now I know Le'Veon Bell didn't play for them last year, but they lost in this offseason. They would have lost Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and you lose Big Ben, and James Conner's been out and missed some time. You know, 
Right. And you had all that other stuff, and then you make the if, – if they were to be able to make the playoffs, you know, that that would be pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think – I think it's the Ravens' division to win. They're yeah. a oh, few yeah. games clear of everyone there. They're about to be three games up. Right. With their dismantling of – on. Right, Houston and Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both in the wild card discussion. I think Cleveland it sets up better for them. I'm not convinced that they're really worthy of it right now. See me in another month if if they can string together some wins. Right, that that's great. But you know, you look at it; they're two and three over their last five, and I think that includes though they've won their last two. So, right. well, um, so that's the AFC North. Let's quick look at the AFCs and compare it to. Uh, what we talked about at the beginning of the year. I don't know that there's too much different from what we discussed at the beginning of the year. You have the Patriots on top, 8-1. and one. The only loss being to the Ravens. They play your Eagles here in about, what, 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, you looking yeah. forward to that rematch, that Super Bowl rematch from two years ago? No. No. I mean, I really shouldn't be all that worried about it because the Patriots are the better team. I feel like the Eagles are right in the middle. They're in the, like, a muddle that is the, the the nfc east and nfc honestly the wild card race there but um you know the patriots are are the favorite here but again you look at it i i'm not like the patriots we know what we're gonna get they're gonna win the east easily um although i say that it would be interesting if if the Eagles could beat the Patriots today, they'd only be one, one game, game up, up on Buffalo. Because Buffalo. Um, they're they're up by sixteen now on, on the Dolphins, right? Right. Um, so, I think there is a disappointing team in the AFCs, but you know, a few weeks ago, I think people would have pointed to the Dolphins, and yeah, they are going to be two and eight, but, and the Jets are going to here be three and seven, right. but. The, the Jets had expectations right. entering this year. Now, I'm not saying they expected to win the division, but they expected but people to challenge ex- for There a were lot, people who were jumping on them spot. to be on the second-best team in the division. Yeah. And you look at it, they, they're they bad. Now, if they're bad, how bad is Washington? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. that's a different discussion. But you look at it, but you look at teams with first new, new head coaches. I mean, I feel like if you're the Dolphins, at least right now, I feel like, hey, I – I, I like what Brian Flores is doing because he is winning despite the front office giving him hurdle after hurdle in order to be competitive. Like right. the front office couldn't have made it more difficult to be competitive. I think we can agree on that. And yet he's still playing competitive games now. And he's got guys that are playing competitive and they're, they're building. So they've got a ton of draft capital, not just this year, but for the next couple of years. I I like where they sit. I know it's ugly. They're sitting there at two and seven, about to be two and eight. It's it's not ideal, and it's not. But you got to think there aren't necessarily quick fixes. We just talked about that. Going out and signing every free agent is not necessarily the answer. No, and that's not what they're going to do. Right. So they're going to build through the draft, and then and then, and I believe they have an owner that'll do this when they have built through the draft, if they can do that successfully, find one or then two you find the supplemental pieces through the free agency, and now, now you're talking about a team that's competing. Oh, and we've talked about this for probably way too long, but it's got to happen at some point. Can you time that with... A young the, quarterback developing. Well, and I'm saying with the Patriots starting over, right? basically. Well, I did losing see a quarterback and or coach. People talking about this coinciding with... NFL reshuffling as the as a team moves to London. You know, the rumor was the Chargers were going to move to London, and then they were going to re- have to reorganize. They're going to have to move a team from the AFC to, or, or they're going to have to move um, the Chargers to probably the AFC East instead of the AFC West, and they're going to move stuff, and the Dolphins are going to leave the AFC East. And I was like, oh great! As soon as the New England dynasty is ending in the next, you know, two to five years, which I feel like we've been saying for the last two to five years. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. However, the Dolphins will be leaving and not having to play them twice a year, just in the time that 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 ends. But yeah, so I mean, Miami was incredibly disappointing the first two months of the season, but 
after we did our show where I think we pegged them for around five wins, I think, four to six maybe, like somewhere in there. Because I was like, they're not going to be as bad as everyone thought. Well, then they like really had a fire sale. Yeah, then they had a fire sale. And I was like, oh boy, they're going to have some issues. And they looked awful the first month. Then you could see things changing. They only lost to Washington because they gambled and tried to go for two to win the game. And I, no problem with that. When right. You're in this when, you're, spot. Right. Like, when you're already, what, owned five at the time or whatever right. it was. You're not playing for a playoff like, spot. Cares? You're playing to just win. Right. You play to win And the game. they tried it. It didn't work. We saw it in local high school football. It worked for Nazareth over Parkland, though, in that. overtime uh, Friday evening. So... Yeah, you know, sometimes you gamble, you go for the win, you don't get it. We saw it uh, years ago when Springford came to Wilson uh, in double overtime. They could have kicked the extra point and forced triple overtime, but they went for the win. Wilson stopped them. It was a great game. Yeah. Great game. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, you know, sometimes Classic. it goes away, sometimes it doesn't. But the Dolphins are going to be 2-8 and eight after the loss to Buffalo today. The Jets are going to jump and be 3-7, and seven, but Miami still has a game against the Jets, who they already beat once. They also have a game against the Bengals, who are – you know, we weren't expecting them to be good this year, but probably not 0-9 awful. Right. But, you know, I, I'll, as I As long think, as the Dolphins lose on December 1st, I'm good with them winning it. As, as long as they won. only win the rest of the year is on December 1st, I'm good. No, I, I still expect Miami to win four or five games. I think so. And that they're yeah. at 2-8. and eight. They yeah. have six games left. I think they can win two or three of them. Yeah. I, I really do. And I know that one, they have another one against the Patriots, but... Uh, I was hoping they could maybe string a three-game winning streak together here and beat the Bills today, but so, that's not going to happen. An interesting so. thing where the Bills will be, the Bills are about to be 7-3. and three. If they can go 500 the rest of the way out, they're going to be in the playoffs. You yeah. know, And um, I think they play the Cowboys next week. I'm not 100% sure about that, but that's a big game. Um, you know, But you look at it. All right, so you have the Dolphins, Jets, and Bengals in the two divisions we've talked about, all with first-year head coaches. Mm-hmm. And which one are you most happy about? Oh my gosh! If you, of those three, I, the stock is the highest for the Dolphins, right. and it's and it's not close. That I'm not completely sold that the Jets are 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 in a terrible spot. Their biggest problem is that the guy who was running the team that owns stuff is now an ambassador somewhere and is not running the team, and is just because they're family. Literally, you can do this when you like own teams and stuff. Like I'm, that's not the issue, but. When you just say, hey, brother, who doesn't know anything about running a football team, you run the team because I'm going to be, you know, overseas, like right. doing other stuff. Yeah. Like, and that's not working out real well. Imagine that. Uh, you know, imagine that that's not the best way to run your organization. Um, but it, it's just one of those, I feel like the Jets aren't terrible because while I'm not the biggest on Sam Darnold, I think he, I think think he can be good enough like he shows flashes and i feel like you don't know yet with him yeah. that's what i should say i don't i'm not right. sold that he's the guy i'm not sold that he's not the guy yeah but the Bengals, man what what's going on there they're they're terrible they oh, don't and that. you had a questionable coaching hire to begin with right. you just hired a guy it. who is coming from a system that also looks like they might be figured out now out in la so yeah I don't know. Maybe that's not the best thing. And surprisingly, the Bengals of those three are also just the organization is is pretty much a joke. Right. So. Yeah. It hasn't hasn't been hasn't been great. Right. That's for sure. Um, now AFC South is getting interesting because Houston's about to drop to six to four. The Colts are about to improve to six and four. The Titans, I believe, have a bye this week. And the Jaguars are losing and going to drop to four and six. So there'll be two games out with six to play. But uh, I think we said at the beginning of the year that the AFC South was going to be competitive. And, uh, yeah. well, it's shaping up to be that way as all four teams are not out of it, still in it. Um, I, I, I hate to discount the Titans because of the way they looked against the Chiefs last week. But I still think this comes down to I, – I think the Texans are the best team in that division. Yes, but they have had some head scratching losses. Um, not that losing to the Ravens is bad per se, but the way it's happening yeah. isn't exactly um, building anyone's confident about confidence about the team. I feel like this is another example of like Bill O'Brien and the Texans may very well win that division, but is anyone going to be and no one's good confident about it at yeah. all? Right? Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're they've been four and one the last five weeks, but. It didn't show today against no. the Ravens at all. No. Um, and the Colts, like, Man. you know, with them hanging in there and six and four tied for the lead. And this is after Andrew Luck just abruptly retired 
before, right. like right before the season began. Right. So you know, I, I mean, I've Frank seen Reich, yeah, doing a, a great job with this yeah. backup against the wall. Although I think this division so far has played out exactly as we speculated. Yeah, I believe predicted. so. Um, and it's interesting because here you've got, you know, Deshaun Watson is incredible. Jacoby Brissett has, I believe, has proven himself to be a worthy starter. Like, I don't know that he's a top guy, right. but he's their guy moving forward. And they signed him to an extension and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, the Jaguars, I think Nick Foles will be positive for them in a little bit, but um, just didn't, the team didn't look all that great today. But what does Tennessee do moving forward? I saw people saying, like, if they if they finish the year strong, like, Tannehill could be the guy there moving forward. At least, like, because they're not going to have to pay him like crazy. And they're probably not going to win to be in a spot to be in the top 10 to be picking right. as a quarterback. You need um, to have to use draft capital to move up and get someone right. else. And I don't, I mean, it, maybe someone drops to them. Maybe, what, maybe the, someone like, because I know it sounds crazy now, but one of Burrow, T- Tagovailoa, or Herbert could fall. Like, we've seen quarterbacks tumble yeah. a little bit. If well, the Titans sit forget, between like, 15 and 20, they could take one of them forget, in. Like, and I know this sounds crazy right now, but like Chase Young could go number one overall. Like, yeah, it depends on who's picking. Right. But, like, you look at it, man, he's, Redskins, he's unbelievable. Jets, right. Maybe even the Cardinals. I, I think the Bengals are going quarterback. They just benched Andy Dalton, and Ryan Finley's not the answer. No. Yeah, you got to. There. So the Bengals are definitely a quarterback. Who's it going to be? I don't know. And, and the injury to Tua, what does that do to his stock? Um, you know, what if he'd shock everyone have- and decide to return to Alabama, you know, after, after he heals? Right. I don't know. We'll see. I, I doubt it. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, we've It'll seen other things crazy right. like that happen. So let's finish the AFC and talk about the West. This one, I think, has a few surprises in it. Yeah. One, actually, I would say three. The top three teams yeah. all sit there are surprising. One, the Chiefs are on top, but not doing it in dominant fashion, looking downright no. bad at times. Oh, defense looks terrible. Defense and just And offense, bad. they can't protect Mahomes, so he's getting beat up every week. And, you know, Mahomes missed, did he miss two or three games? What, after? I think he missed two. And there was a bye week in there, yeah. too. So um, Chiefs are on top at six and four, but right behind them are the Oakland Raiders, who are another surprise, but in the positive yeah, for much them. Much better than m- much I was better this year. Probably have the and offensive rookie at, of the year right, yeah. in Josh Jacobs. And you look at what they've overcome, like drama wise, right. in the offseason with Antonio Brown and all that stuff. Yeah, the Raiders are in a prime spot here. Now, statistically speaking, if you go by the net points theory that um, if you finish at a zero, meaning you score as many as you give up, you should finish 500. Right. Um, you know, and there's a, is it, there's an extrapolation theory in there, like a Pythagorean thing right. in there. Um, so right now the Raiders are above 500, but have given up more points than they've scored. So you would think that they would um, regress to the mean right. eventually. And and, uh, they, and they very well might because I feel like the Chiefs the last few years have – I feel like the Chiefs even like last year had this model where the defense wasn't great. They were just they outscoring score, people. Yeah. And the defense, Who, can got, we good, score the defense got good enough. Like the defense was improved. And they just couldn't get a stop against on. the Patriots in the right. NFC Championship game. And when they they had it. one, but then a bad roughing the passer penalty. And then they had another one, and, and the guy sides. lined up off sides. Who's, he's now in San Francisco. Right. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so and you're not going to stop the Patriots three times in one drive. Right, right. So. Um, so the Raiders, you know, I, I kudos to them. I think they finish 8-8. Eight and eight. That that's my expectation for them, yeah. which I think is an improvement oh, over last year improvement. and the expect expectations for this year. The Chargers have been a huge disappointment, but they've outscored their opponents by 13 points and sit two games under 500. We see this with the Chargers all the time. Yeah. So finding I mean, ways to lose well, games. Uh, yes, and I but I honestly expect them to start to go on a little bit of a roll here because it seems that they take the first two thirds of the season to find their footing, and then they'll go on a little run. Is it? Too little, too late. We'll find out. So they're four and six. I wouldn't be surprised to see them finish at like nine and seven. Okay. I, I, that would not surprise me at all. Broncos, you know, maybe today's. Um, see, and this is one too where I thought they were going to be better. I thought they were going to be a lot better. They're losing now. But then, yeah. <laughs> Weren't they up 20 to nothing at one point? They might have been, yeah. Yeah. 
So, well, okay. So the Broncos have become the Broncos again. Uh, they're going to drop to three and seven. You, well, you think Denver does have the ball with three minutes to play in Minnesota, but they were they were harassing the Vikings on their home field, and they have yep. now imploded. And the Vikings now lead that twenty seven twenty three. But I didn't expect much for the Broncos this year. I can't remember if I picked them or the Raiders to finish last night division, but like Joe Flacco wasn't the answer. Like, I thought he was going to be good enough because I thought Vic Fangio was going to uh, like reignite that defense. And the defense hasn't been great. They haven't been terrible, but they haven't been great. Um, certainly not dynamic. And the offense has been bad. And now Flacco's on IR and shocking. They have a terrible quarterback situation in Denver where John Elway, the only good quarterback move he's made and he's made a lot which tells you he's not making good ones is Peyton Manning wanted to go there well surprise you know so and an extension of that Adam Gase is looking like hey you had you were really good that one year you were the coordinator for For Peyton Peyton Manning Manning. (laughs) like oh maybe maybe there isn't maybe there's a bit of a uh, correlation there but yeah well hasn't worked out with him after those years in uh, in Denver. All right, in the NFC now, in the NFC East, we have the Cowboys who are holding on to an eight-point lead over the Lions right now, but they're four minutes to go. Dallas does have the ball. If they hold on, they'll move to six and four with the Eagles game pending against the Patriots. I would say that's probably a loss for the yeah. Eagles, I would think. You it don't is have in to tip, Philly. You don't have to tiptoe around that. It one. is in Philly, though, so you, you never know. I did see a thing today that said, like, you know, 70% of bettors are putting money on the Patriots for that one, but more than half of the professional bettors are putting money on the Eagles on the one. Now, that doesn't mean that the Eagles will win. They right. Just, What's the spread? Do you know? I, I don't know. I think it might be Five? like six and a half or something like six, that. No? Yeah. Okay. Well, but, so neutral or in New England, it's closer to 10 then. Right. Right. Which I think is fair. Like, I know they don't have a lot of like wide receiver threats, but. Eagles haven't proven that they can cover anybody. Well, up so. until two weeks ago, well, two, two weeks ago, right now, people were talking about how this could be the best New England team that they've had right. because how good the defense was, and then they got shredded right. against the Ravens, and now no one's talking about well, that well, anymore. Because they also, like, at the same time, they looked at it. They have a good win against the Bills, but outside of that, like... Who have they played? Who have they played? Right. They beat the Steelers, who aren't as good as everyone thought they were. Now, they beat them with Big Ben, but, like... Well, for some of the game. Yeah, but, like, you know, so... You know, now, I there's they still only have one loss, and you can only beat the teams that you play. But right. Yeah, oh, yeah, we see that in college football all right. the time, too. So, in the NFC East, Dallas is going to be in first place at 6-4. and four. If the Eagles lose, they'll sit there at 5-5. Five and five. It's a two-team race. Uh, the Giants are bad. The Redskins are worse. Uh, which I think we called, by the way. Yeah. I think we had Dallas Philly one two. Um, I thought the Giants would be better than they we are. thought the Giants would be better, but we said the Redskins would be the worst team in that division. So we, so we hit that. I saw one. this question a couple weeks ago: Giants and Jets, one, both, or neither have their coaches back next year. Well, the the, the Redskins already fired their coach. So. No, 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 sorry. Just the Giants and Jets. Oh, I thought you said Red- Washington. I thought you said I, Redskins I have, and Jets. I, may, I have. may have misheard you. Uh, Giants or Jets? I, I think the Jets bring Gase back unless after this, like if beating Washington, getting your three wins. If from here on out they lose every game, including a second one to the Dolphins, that would be in New York. Um, then maybe he goes, but I don't think it's going to happen. They were pretty excited about his hire. And there have been some dysfunction there, but that's that's a weird organization. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's fine with me if they want to just be continue to be weird, dysfunctional. Um, but I, I does Sh- do you think they get rid of Shermer in New York though? The, only the Giants. Win, you only win three games. <sighs> How many did they I, win I last year? Two or three, I think. Right. Like I don't. I don't know. I, I see. I don't know. That I, it's the I answer, tend but to I preach patience when it comes I, to. I agree. In college, I want four to five years for my yeah. coach, and in high, uh, high school, in NFL, I want three. Right. So I really think that that Shermer should get another year, especially now that he'll have Daniel Jones uh, under center for um, you know 
the majority of his rookie year. Yeah. Um, Saquon's been beat up this year. You got to give them more talent, and I just don't think it's there. Their line so is terrible. They just haven't been been good. Um, so in the NFC North. Packers are surprising us. I, I think you would agree with on that. Other than their yeah. uh, future game against the what was it the Chargers a couple weeks ago, yeah. right? Um, they've looked pretty good, sitting at eight and two. Um, Vikings maybe a little bit of a surprise too, yeah. doing better. Alvin Cook having a great year, yeah. Except for today, although maybe that's changed since they started to uh, come back against since the Broncos. They, since they decided to play, yeah. Since the they decided half. to show up, um, Bears huge disappointment. Bears huge disappointment. We and thought they'd I win the division again. So. With Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson playing against each other in the Ravens and Texans game, people were showing highlights of the big Clemson-Louisville game from a few years ago. And so I guess imagine watching this game and saying, no, I think we'll pick Mitchell Trubisky as our quarterback. Like, And there's a lot of that because he was picked ahead of both of those guys who are both having really right. good seasons and careers i guess you could say so far and mitchell trubisky is struggling um for a while i thought the lions were going to be a surprise in this division or maybe in the nfc like 301 yeah and uh um something like that but they've suffered because they've been one and four in their last five so they were two one and one um, you know, they, they suffered that tie to the Cardinals in the first week, but they were looking good. They had an upset win and then they had a close loss. I was like, Oh, that don't count that against them. But now Stafford's out and maybe out for the year. Um, they, they're still playing well, but they're not getting the wins. Uh, so Detroit's probably the worst team in that division. Chicago, probably a 500 team. Minnesota and Green Bay are going to duke it out po- quite possibly two of the better teams in the NFC reside in that division. Uh, playing out not quite as we had predicted, but not really surprised by it either. In the NFC South, again, it's the Saints coming back to haunt me as it has been the last few years. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to die on that hill always and just continue to pick against the Saints. Um, they did lose last week to the team I thought would win the division in the Atlanta Falcons, um, but this was just me kind of punching at the air at the beginning of the year, trying to do something different because I just feel like one of these years I'll hit. This is like me, Boomer picking Eagles, Patriots in the Super Bowl like four straight years yeah, or whatever yeah. and finally getting it right. This is me just always picking against the Saints, and eventually I will get that correct. But the Saints are the best team in the NFC South. By a lot, when but, you look at it, yeah, the Falcons would, are not good because the, the Buccaneers are not good. The Falcons and the may not be good, but really they're about bad. to win two in a row against the two te- two of the teams that are sitting on top of the NFC South, destroying the Saints last week in New Orleans and but like, beating up the Panthers I also today look at in the Carolina. Panthers. I also look at the Panthers and people like a month or so ago were like, "Up, oh, easy, it's easy decision. You get rid of Cam Newton, you get rid of Cam Newton." And I'm not saying that that you, that you don't, but I'm just saying. Hmm, after you look at what Allen's done the last few weeks, you're like, well, I don't. Maybe that's not as easy. Like, I don't think. I think people thought they were going to have like no drop off, or that it would be at least maybe even some people would probably argue that it was going to be a step up. And I'm like, it's not that simple. Like, I understand he played well for a few games, but they were winning like despite him, you know, or in spite of him. Right, right. They also have Christian McCaffrey, who's who was putting up historic numbers. Had been an MVP candidate, right? So uh, still could be, right. But I mean, I think they'll come back to earth. And but as a running back on a 500 team, you don't have a shot at MVP. Cam Newton, though, the situation surrounding Cam Newton though isn't just about the quarterback, the current quarterback. It's that I, his injury history and his age and his contract. You know, he has 100 percent left. 100 percent. Um, I and that's why I don't necessarily blame them for moving on. But like people who are like, oh man, Josh Allen's just as good. Like, well, let's no, Kyle Allen. Kyle, sorry. Josh Allen, different one. And if you want to make that argument, that's fine. But two that's, that would be actually. really two would, different ones. Actually. I was going to say that would be really weird. <laughs> but with, with Kyle Allen, you're like, let's just tap the brakes on that a, a bit. You know, can we just collect all the Allens on one team? Bring in Josh from both Buffalo and Jacksonville. Yeah. Bring in Brandon from Denver. Yeah. And just have your quarterback death star be Josh Allen, Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen. Um, Get Marcus on a trade <laughs> from, from the Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so NFC South, I mean, a surprise, but probably shouldn't have been a surprise. I just, I just couldn't go with the Saints again. They're on top. Um, they're going to improve to uh, eight and two as they are beating up the Buccaneers, thirty-four to seventeen at the two-minute warning. So Bucks will drop the three and seven. Atlanta's going to improve to three and seven um, because they are beating, or did they beat? Is that game over? Why don't I see it? 
my blind. It, they shifted over because of the four o'clock games. Did it end? Yeah, yes. it ended. Atlanta beat Carolina twenty nine to three. Baltimore beat Houston forty one to seven. So, yeah, I mean, New Orleans has a three game lead. I, I just don't see them catering there. So the Saints are going to win that division, I, I would think. All so right. last one to cover NFC West. This one is uh, full of surprises. Is different. I think we expected the Cardinals to be the last place team, but they're playing yeah. better yes. than the last place team. Kyler Murray has been very good at times right. this year. He's also looked at like a rookie at times, but right. that's to be expected. But, you know, they continue to build. They'll be okay there. Rams, though, five and four. And to- playing against the Bears, a disappointing team we said. So, like, let's just I, – I think I, I fully expect that the Rams to beat the Bears tonight. Right. But, like, I wouldn't be stunned if the Bears won that game. You know, like, it wouldn't be a massive upset, but it would be an upset. But, like, if the Bears went, then the Bears would be 5-5, five and five, and so would the Rams. Like, talk about disappointing. Yeah. The uh, the Super Bowl hangover, man, it's really come <sighs> yeah. hit now, them hard. Now, let's say that. Like, the Eagles were the same thing last year. They were, like, right around where they are right now, and then they got hot and were able to make the playoffs. So the Rams certainly could. The thing for the Rams, though, is – the Seahawks are darn good, and well, the Niners this are is, good. This is interesting to me because we talked about the net points and the regression. Right. The Seahawks have not been that beating much teams better. big. Like no. they only have a twenty-one point differential. And people talk about their defense. They've given up a lot of points this year. They have. They have. They have not been great. It's been Russell Wilson, the offense, surprisingly carrying yes. them to eight and two. They're the first. Russell team to Wilson beat the... is having an MVP caliber yes. season. That's the key. So it's kind of the flip from a year, a few years ago. Right, he would yeah. have a solid year, but the defense was, was was lights out. Full of if they if a defensive player were to ever have a chance at an MVP, they had multiple guys who could be right. MVP caliber defensive guys. And now one of them is on the 49ers. right? And I mean, I still wish he would shut up, but never. <laughs> um, the NFC West is very interesting to me because I honestly think that you could see this come down to. I think the 49ers are going to pull away, is what I'm going to say. I okay. think I, even with their loss to Seattle last week to, to knock them from the undefeated perch, I think the 49ers are going to pull away. They've impressed me so far. I, I know at times Garoppolo hasn't looked great, uh, but their defense has been playing so well. Yes. Um, they they added I think good pieces at the trade deadline, uh, yeah, and you know people sing praises of the quarterback, and I think the 49ers sometimes you know Jimmy's carrying them to a win once maybe twice, but it's been a team effort. You know they had some bad luck against the Seahawks. I think San Francisco could be the best team in the NFC. I, I definitely think they're the best team in the West, even with the loss to Seattle. And honestly, I wouldn't. I, it wouldn't surprise me to see Seattle push them and easily get the double-digit wins. They should easily win 10 to 11 games. But um, Speaking of which, they ha- they're on bye this week. Yeah. The Eagles get the Patriots out of a bye and the Seahawks out of a bye good, back-to-back Good weeks. scheduling. Good scheduling. Yeah. Um, but I, I, this is very long-winded of me saying that, I honestly, I wouldn't be su- surprised to see the Rams maybe turn it around. I believe um, I picked – the Seahawks in the West, I'm going to stick with that. You're going to stick with that. Yeah. Um, I definitely pick the Rams. Um, I just think it's – when you look at it, the Rams are disappointing. They're not out of it. Like, if they were to get hot, like, they could def- – it could be a three-team race, like, down the stretch here. Right. But it's just – whatever happens in the West, it could be very interesting. You Like you said, you think the I Niners think are going to pull, pull away. Like, that could be interesting there, too, because – you know, Seattle is in a prime spot to still be a playoff contender. Rams are going to be scrapping to get in that playoff spot. You have a chance to go to six and four tonight. It, it's just interesting because the last few years, there's it seems like there's been one good team because right. Seattle hasn't been the same the last few years. I know they made the playoffs um, either last year or the year before, but like it, they haven't quite been the same as they were few years before that but it, it's just it's interesting to kind of watch how that west may play out that you could argue is that the best division in football I, if, if the rams turn it around absolutely all right before we finish anything else to say about the west no it's just I, i'm sticking with seattle but like i can't i can't argue like the way it's trending san francisco has really handled the business and that defense is is really good yes um, so before we, we get going here, we have an email to discuss, but I do 
want to really quickly. We're not going to go through our whole divisions playoff. Let's just do Super Bowl. Okay. Who, what is your Super Bowl pick? You know, just past the halfway point of the 2019 season. Ooh. I'm gonna go with. I'm still gonna go with the Patriots in the AFC because I. I don't think. Until I see otherwise, I, I'm probably going that way. And in the NFC, I'm gonna go with. This doesn't have to be the same. This isn't who I went with. No, no, no. Okay. This is like what what okay. right now. So, if someone was like, predict the Super Bowl right now. I'm gonna go with the Saints. I'm gonna go Saints Patriots. That's what I think it's gonna be. All right. Um, I'm going. Saints over 49ers in the West, or, or excuse me, in the yeah. NFC, and I'm going Ravens over Patriots in the AFC, and I'm going Saints over Ravens in the Super Bowl. Ooh, that would be interesting. Uh, I think See, that would be an I, interesting one because, like, I like Drew Brees, but I'd be all aboard that Ravens. Well, yeah. I'm, at that point, like, I would just kind of be like, whatever. I mean, no, no, like, no, I got you. Thank you. It's not the Patriots. That's what I would well, be oh, saying. We, yeah. <laughs> it would just be like a celebration. Imagine <laughs> having a game where, like, I would be okay with both teams winning. Right, yeah, it really wouldn't matter. So, speaking of the Patriots, (laughs) we have an email from Pat's Van Rich, my uncle in Massachusetts. He says, welcome back, boys. This is week 10. Actually, I think it's week 11, but, you know, maybe maybe he wrote this. Well, Pat's had a bye last week, so. He didn't. He didn't write. He just wrote it, so. Um, This is week 10, and since your last broadcast, nothing much has changed. He's not entirely wrong about that. That... The Patriots still the best team in the AFC and probably NFL. I would argue relentlessly about that after what happened last weekend. But, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, even if it's a bad one. Miami is still close to the bottom and fighting for the first pick in the draft. I mean, he's not necessarily wrong, but the Bengals have something to say about that. The Eagles and the Cowboys are still trying to figure out who doesn't want to win the AFC East. I mean, we know who doesn't want to win it. That's the Giants and Redskins. Uh, But one of those two, Eagles or Cowboys, will come out on top. Um, now that covers our teams, so here are some items I think you will talk about. Surprise teams. On the plus side, 49ers and Colts without luck. Anybody else want a former Patriot quarterback? I don't know. The Colts didn't look great with Brian Hoyer uh, last week against my Dolphins. But um, on the negative, how bad are the Falcons? Well, two weeks ago I would have said they are very bad. But after the last two games, um, not as bad as the Bengals is what I'll say. Um, the Browns not living up to the hype. Nailed that one. We were all aboard on that one at the beginning of the year. We talked about that at length. How about all of the new quarterbacks? Very fun, entertaining. Young quarterbacks are great for the NFL, and they should have another two to three good ones coming in 2020. So I mean, we, we talked about Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Um, you know, Those are just a few. And a few of the, 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 the no-name guys that are stepping up this year with injuries to, uh, to the main starters have also uh, been sprinkled throughout our conversation. Uh, let's not talk about our fantasy teams, especially in our league. I completely agree because I'm about to lose to Nick. <sighs> Have a good show. We'll be listening. He will be listening if this went through live. It cut out very early on. So he's going to have to listen post-show, but I already told him that because uh, he asked. He's like, I can't find your show. I was like, I, yeah, it's not I'm working. afraid he's going to be in a good mood, though, yeah. <laughs> when he's watching it. Watching uh, and Justin, looking forward to today's game, are you? Well, as, a, as leading into that, uh, not so much. Not so much. I mean, I'm hopeful that the Eagles could pull off. Here's the thing. If the Eagles pull off this one. All right. You've got my expectations are sky high from there on out. Um, the problem is, so I, I've been saying this for a while now. The Eagles need to survive to Thanksgiving, and then they have a shot from there on out. Uh, because the schedule after next week, the schedule is favorable for the Eagles. After December 1st, yes. <laughs> so... This week they have watch the that Patriots. Trip to Miami, I'm telling you, watch. I'm, uh, I'm not counting it in the win column. I'm just saying if they want to be a playoff team, that's a game they have to win. But they they won last week. Um, if they could find a way, or they had a bye last week. Sorry, going into the bye, they they beat the Bears. If they could find a way to beat the Patriots or the Seahawks, who they have next week, that would be huge, in my opinion. Um, Tough to do. They get both of them in Philadelphia. That's huge. Uh, the Eagles go from they had played. It might have been that Vikings game. Um, the Vikings game that they lost. I'm not exactly sure. I think that was it. And then they came home against the Bears. Then they have a bye. Then they're home for the next two. They're they are not on the road for like a month. And that's when they go to Miami um, over a holiday weekend. I'm hoping there's a huge. 
Eagles contingent in the crowd that day. Um, but they have the Giants left. They have the Redskins left. Those should they be do wins. have a game against the Dallas. They, game against Dallas, the second to last week of the season. That could be huge. That could decide um, the the division, right? So, but the the schedule is set up where if they can survive to Thanksgiving, they've got a shot. Now, in in there, I have them needing to win this week or next week, so that they at need worst to go one and one at worst, right? That they'd be sitting there at what six and five, I guess. Um, going into that Thanksgiving week. So if they're sitting, if they can get the six and five going into Thanksgiving week, I, I think they've got a good shot to finish four and one and, and at least four and one and make the playoffs. But, um, we'll, we'll see if that can happen. Otherwise, you know, they lose to both the Patriots and the Seahawks, then they pretty much have to win out, which again, isn't out of the question, but if they lose both those games, like how confident are you that they're going to win all the games that they should win? Yeah. They'd be with with two losses. They'd be five and six. Yeah. Yeah. They have to win. So then they play the dolphins and then they play loss. It could be, it could be, but we'll see. All right. So we covered my uncle's email. We went through every division and talked about the highs and lows. We updated some of the scores from week 11. Uh, We will be back next week. No, we won't. I'm sorry. We won't be back next week. I will not be around on Sunday next week, so we won't be here. We will be back um, to talk about the games on December 1st, which happens to be Eagles-Dolphins Day. That's so right. uh, that'll be fun. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be back in two weeks to talk about the NFL Week 13 in all its glory, and uh, we'll be in the month of December, the best month of the year. So It's up there. Well, it's, it's not even debatable. It's uh, true. So... <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up episode 285 of the Joe Mays and JRF show. It was great to be back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, be ready for uh, more football throughout the month of December and January from us. And then we'll have some fun once the Super Bowl wraps up and we celebrate nine years of the show. And at some point in 2020, episode 300. So until next time, he's Justin Raffoff and I'm Joe Mays. Tune into the show every week. Well, sort of on Sundays at some time, maybe 830, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, But until next time, thanks for listening and uh, enjoy your uh, football Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.